Welcome to the Lake Point Church Weekend Messages Podcast. Thanks for joining us to hear the latest sermons happening at our church. We pray that God speaks to you in a timely way through this message. And if you're encouraged by this podcast, be sure to rate, review, and share it to help get the word out. You can find more digital content to feed your faith and our other podcasts by visiting lakepoint.church/digital. Now, let's tune into the message for today. Well, hey, Lake Point family, I am extremely honored to be introducing the person that's gonna bring our Bible teaching to us today. Uh, honestly, as soon as I knew that we were gonna do this There Is More series on the Holy Spirit, there was one person that I knew our church had to hear from. Uh, pastor Paul Lewis is the pastor of our Lake Point in Espanol campuses. And over the course of the last few years, Pastor Paul has grown our Lake Point in Espanol campuses from about 40 people to well over 2,000 people worshiping weekly across two countries. And very frankly, it's because he is a spirit-filled man. And so I wanted you to hear some spirit-filled teaching from a spirit-filled man on the Holy Spirit. And so both because he deserves the honor as the pastor of our Lake Point and Espanol campuses and because you are about to hear this man preach in his second language. Would you please give an extremely warm Lake Point welcome to Pastor Paul Lewis. Gracias. ¿Cómo están? Man, you know some Spanish. Oh my goodness, now I can preach in Spanish. <laughs> Espero que estés muy bien. Don't freak out. This will not be in Spanish. This will be in English. But man, it's just a privilege to be here. It's an honor. Thank you, Pastor Josh, for giving me the opportunity to speak today from my heart. When I came up here walking up these steps, the Holy Spirit was just reminding me. And was this speaking to my heart, to my soul? And this is what I felt him saying. Do you remember our faithfulness? Do you remember our love for you? And the answer is yes, Holy Spirit, I remember. Let me explain why. 10 years ago, me and my wife Priscilla, we were sitting in this auditorium here in Rockwall, in our Rockwall campus. We were sitting right over there, right underneath the booth. And it was the worst time of our life. We had to flee Mexico. They were trying to kidnap me. And we were sitting there without hope. We were sitting there afraid, not knowing what was next. And when we were sitting there, from this stage, the word of God was being preached. And that gave us esperanza, hope. That was the light in our darkness. That was the truth that was giving us freedom. That was the Holy Spirit defending us from the cartels, from all those bad people. But when we got here, Lake Point was like an oasis. We were surrounded by a community of people that loved us, that protected us, that surrounded us when we lost our family, our friends. And I say this because maybe some of you today, you're here and it's the worst time of your life, the worst day, the worst month, maybe the worst year. 
And you have got here today, just like I did 10 years ago, without hope. But I want to tell you something. Me being up here is a reminder of God's faithfulness. And it's not, yeah. And it's not just that God was faithful 10 years ago. Dios es fiel hoy. God is faithful today. Amen. And maybe you are in the Forney Campus, Firewheel, Town East, White Rock. Maybe you're in the Richland Campus. Maybe you're looking at us right now online. And I'm just telling you, you are not alone. You are surrounded by people that love you. You're surrounded by people that will invite you to a group. You know why they're inviting you? Not to judge you. They're inviting you to say, hey, I want to walk alongside of you. I want to protect you. And today, you have a cita divina. That means a divine encounter, a divine appointment with the Holy Spirit. Because I'm telling you today that there's more. There's more peace. There's more love. There's more esperanza. There's more hope. How many of you believe that in Jesus' name? Eh? Yeah? Well, a little bit about myself. I was born and raised in Ciudad Victoria, Tamaulipas, Mexico. I'm like, where is that? <laughs> That's a little bit down south in the border. And you look at me and you go, man, you look like a gringo. <laughs> and you go, what is gringo? Basically a white guy, okay? I know, but my first language is Spanish. And so what's happening right now in my tiny brain I'm thinking in Spanish, and I'm translating at the same time, which means I may mess up. I was going to say screw up, but my wife said, do not say that word, so I'm not going to say it. So I will maybe mess up in a couple of words, and guys, look, it's okay to laugh. Just don't laugh too much. If you laugh too much, I will get the security cameras, and I will detect who laughed too much, and I will have you to preach next week in Lake Ponte en Español in Spanish, okay? So watch out. And that goes for all our campuses. Our campus pastors is looking out. They're videotaping on this. So sometimes I say that, and one dude is like, yes, I want to preach. And I go, no, you're never preaching in Lake Ponte en Español. So... But we're in the middle of this series that there is more about the Holy Spirit. And we're talking about that the Holy Spirit is God. God of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I love what Pastor Josh said last week. The Holy Spirit is not weird. He's not. You know what's weird? is that if we have trusted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, what's weird is that we don't have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. That is weird, that we don't have intimacy with Him. Something that I liked so much last week was when he said that, Jesus said, hey, it's actually better for me to go. That way, the comforter, the, in Spanish, says, el consolador, el defensor, the one that will defend us will come. And that word originally means someone that will come alongside of you and walk with you. And that's what I want to talk about today. 
about the Holy Spirit, that He wants to walk with you. He wants to have intimacy with you, a relationship with you. And today I'm just going to share a couple of things that I learned in my life about the Holy Spirit. And number one thing that I realized is that our sinful nature, our flesh, will always resist the Holy Spirit. Our default is not to submit to the Holy Spirit. Our default is to resist Him, not to have intimacy with Him. And I'm going to tell you when I realized this, and, and I'm kind of ashamed to say it because the Holy Spirit confronted me, brought me conviction. And it was actually reading the Word of God, a verse that I probably read a thousand times, but actually, I don't know if you know this, but the Holy Spirit gives you discernment to understand the Word. Some of us, we read the, the Word, and we're just reading words, and nothing is happening here. That Word is not coming into our lives, is not giving fruit. And it could be because there's an absence of a relationship with the Holy Spirit. And so, the Holy Spirit revealed this through Scripture, but really brought conviction and confronted me, and I remember exactly when. And it was when I was judging and criticizing other people. See, in Mexico, every weekend, you will see people like this, on their knees, walking for blocks to la catedral, the cathedral, to church. They do this because this is their form of worship. They, they, it hurts, actually, and the more you hurt, the more you sacrifice, the more you're accepted to God. That God is going to love you even more because you're showing how much, how much you're devoted to Him. And I remember judging them, criticizing them, and said, man, these people, they're crazy. They have a religion, not a relationship. See, a religion is controlled by man. Is is invented by man. It's man's attempt to control when, where, and how we worship God. And man, I was just criticizing them. And see, a couple of times a year, not only a couple of people do this, but thousands of people will go on their knees for miles. And you can actually see blood on the street. And I'm like, man, they don't know. They don't know that they can have a relationship. Man, I'm glad that I have a good relationship. And the Holy Spirit brought me conviction, and this is what He showed me through the Word and confronted me in my heart. He said, when you resist, when you diminish, when you do not submit, and you dismiss the Holy Spirit and His work, you are exactly the same, Paul. You have a religion. You want to control where, how, and when. You don't want to submit to me. And the verse that I read a thousand times but never came to life until this day was 1 Corinthians 6. It says, do you not know that your bodies are what? The temple of the Holy Spirit. So now it started dawning on to me that God does not live in a temple. God is not only for Saturday nights at 6 or Sunday mornings at 9.30 or Sundays at 11, or if you're Lake Point Espanol, Sundays at 2 o'clock in Richland. It's not that, but that we are the temple. 
And when it says the word temple, I mean, I'm talking about in the Old Testament, fire from heaven would come down. The presence of God would come down and be in that temple and consume everything. So that word is saying, now I don't go into that temple. Your body, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Who's in you, whom you have received from God. You're not your own. You were bought with a price. And guys, when I read this, something inside of me confronted this verse. Like, no, 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 no. I don't want that. I want to control when, where, and how. I want God to be in that temple. That way, if I need a break from him, I can continue my life. And the Holy Spirit said, no, I am with you. And my flesh was like, no, 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 no. If he's with me, he's telling me, dude, we don't want him going to some of the places we go. I don't want the Holy Spirit being there with some of the conversations I'm having. I do know I don't want the Holy Spirit there when I'm watching certain things late at night. No, 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 no. I don't want that. I don't want the Holy Spirit there when I'm listening to certain things. I don't want the Holy Spirit being there when I treat my wife this way. No, I want the Holy Spirit to be in the Rockwell campus. In Townies, when I decide to go, I'll go. When I need you, I'll be there. And the Holy Spirit is no. If you have trusted Christ, you are the temple so the reason my flesh was against this is because if this is true, this means 100% submission to him. Not certain areas, 100%. If I'm the temple of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit lives in me, this means I need to reflect the fruit of the Holy Spirit. That means I need to start loving people that I don't want to love. Now I have to have compassion to people that, oh, I see them as second class. Whoa. This means that everything in my life is under submission to him. That means I need to reflect God in my finances. No, 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 no. I don't want that. That means if the fruit of the Holy Spirit is in me, that means I'm joyful. And so when I come to church and the song is saying, exalting Jesus and talking about that he is the one that has victory in the cross, there's something in you, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit's not going to go, oh, that's cool. The Holy Spirit glorifies Jesus Christ. So when you come to worship, man, you're, yeah, amen, you're doing this, why? Because you're filled with the Holy Spirit. Could it be that our worship reflects the absence of a relationship with the Holy Spirit? And this is where you go, Pastor Josh, please do not invite Paul Lewis again. He's making me feel uncomfortable. Now I want to remind you, I'm not here judging you. I'm talking about my life. Something changed when I realized that the Holy Spirit walks alongside of me, that he is in me. So it's not my will, it's his will. 
Other areas that I started noticing is that some areas I was still under bondage of certain sin. And it was a direct result of the absence of a relationship and intimacy with the Holy Spirit. 2 Corinthians 3.17, it says, Now the Lord is the Spirit. Please understand this. The Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Could it be that maybe we don't have freedom in some areas in our life? Maybe we're still addicted to some things because we haven't surrendered 100% of our life to the Holy Spirit. Could it be? So the first thing you just need to realize, well, Paul, it doesn't feel natural. Dude, it's, it's, it's normal because it's your flesh does not want to do this. It's a battle between your flesh and the Holy Spirit. But when you submit, the Holy Spirit will be glorified. The Holy Spirit will come out victorious. So that's the first thing. Number two is that the Holy Spirit lives in us. The Holy Spirit does not leave us, but we can grieve the Holy Spirit. Look what it says in Ephesians 4.30. It says, do not, what? Grieve. Yesterday, Saturday night, they did it a little bit better, okay? So here we go again. <laughs> and do not, what? Grieve. I didn't hear the people of Town East, okay? So we're going to give them one more opportunity. All the campuses, again, at the same time. Do not what? Grieve. That word grieve is to cause sorrow, to hurt. It says do not hurt, do not cause sorrow, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. This verse is the great news if you have trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are sealed. You're saved. Great news. You're saved. But there's bad news. Some of us constantly grieve the Holy Spirit. We grieve the Holy Spirit. We cause sorrow. Some, some, uh, I want to try to give a, a, an illustration, something that will give us a visualize or visualization. Oh, forget it. I said it wrong. I screwed up. Sorry. So, you know what I'm trying to talk to you about, okay? So, John chapter 1, uh, 32 gives us something that we can understand, gives us a visual of what the Holy Spirit is. And then it says, and this is John the Baptist talking about when he baptized Jesus Christ and says, then John gave this testimony. I saw the spirit come down from heaven as a dove and what remained, say that word with me, remained. That word remain is to stay, is to abide in him. And I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, the man on whom you see the Spirit come down and again remain is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. I've seen and I've testified that this is God's chosen one. And I think that the Holy Spirit came down and remained in Jesus. You know why? Because he felt welcome. 
in Jesus. Se sintió bienvenido. Have you heard this? Bienvenido a casa. Welcome home. I would just ask you, does the Holy Spirit feel welcome in your life? Just be honest. Does he feel welcome? Does he feel like at home with you? I love this illustration about like a dove, a beautiful dove. And it reminds me of a story that I think it's a great example. There was a family that they had a beautiful house. They had a balcony, had beautiful trees. And the, the couple, every morning, they would drink the coffee and tea. And they would just sit down there, really, really in peace and quiet. And all of a sudden, this dove, this beautiful dove came and stayed there and remained. And they started, oh, look, what a beautiful dove. And the dove was just there, felt comfortable. And then about that time, their teenage son, kind of like what my teenage son does sometimes, he just walks in and slams the door. Like, ah! They turn around, the dove was gone. (sighs) Then the next day, they were like, waiting. well, I hope that dove comes back. The dove come back and was there. And it remained for a couple more minutes. And then all of a sudden, some music, loud music started, some yelling, some fiesta. Eran hispanos, okay? They were a Hispanic family. I can say that, okay, because I'm Hispanic. They're loud. There's a party going on. There's dun, 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 all that good stuff, okay? And they turn around, and the dove is gone. Like, ah, oh, again. And the dad's like, guys, we're, we want the dove here. One day the dove came back and it stayed longer and longer, minute after minute. And then the dad starts, hey guys, guys, do you notice the dove is here? Man, he has adjusted to us. He got used to us. It's incredible. And he goes, why am I whispering? And he goes, no, no, the dove did not adjust to us. We adjusted to him. The teenage son, every time he would open the door, he would this, he wouldn't slam it, he would come down. And I think some of us, we slam the door when we lie. We slam the door when we gossip. We slam the door when we say, I will never forgive that person. Really? Do you even remember when was the last time you had intimacy with the Holy Spirit for you to, to say that? Because the Holy Spirit points to Jesus Christ, points always to the cross. He glorifies Jesus. So he reminds you that in that cross, it should have been you. But God in his grace and his love sent his son to die for you. His precious blood forgave you. So when you have intimacy, you cannot say, I will never forgive that person. Why? Because you were forgiven. And the Bible says that if you were forgiven, that you need to forgive other people. So maybe today, this divino encuentro, this divine encounter, is the Holy Spirit saying, hey, you need to let go. You need to forgive. You need to make that phone call and say, forgive me for doing this. 
And some of us, we slam and we slam the doors and that dove have left. That intimacy, that relationship is gone. And I want to tell you the worst thing is that some of us haven't even realized that that has happened. And I'm going to share with you, in my opinion, one of the saddest verses that we find in the Word of God. Judges 16, it talks about Samson. Samson was a strong guy, tough guy. Everybody in Israel knew that Samson's strength came from the Lord. And what Samson was doing, he was constantly grieving God, the Spirit. He was constantly disobeying God. But he just continued. I haven't seen any consequences, so let's just continue this bad behavior. And then one day, this is what it says, verse 20. She said, the Philistines are upon you, Samson. And he awoke out of his sleep and said, I will go out as I have time after time and shake myself free. I'll just continue seeing this thing. I will continue this relationship. I will continue cheating. I will continue doing like I've always done. And then I'll go on the weekends and I'll pay my dues, religion, not relationship. But look what it says. For Samson did not know that the Lord had departed from him. I wonder if some of us, we just continue our lives and we don't even realize that we have zero intimacy with the Holy Spirit. We're not sensitive to him. How do I know this? Because one of the things, again, what the Holy Spirit does is point people to Jesus. And I can imagine in our lives that the Holy Spirit goes before us. And because his passion is for people to come from darkness to light, to be saved, he's preparing people's hearts. And, he, and we get up in the morning, the Holy Spirit is like, man, this is going to be great. Because I already prepared some people's hearts in your school, in your job with your family, and today there's going to be some divine encounters, and I'm going to use you to talk to them, to share the gospel, to share the hope. And we get with people and say, hey, how are you? And they're going, well, actually, oh, I'm glad, man. God bless you. See you later. And the Holy Spirit's like, oh, dude, ah, I was preparing his heart for a week. Why do you think I gave you that verse? That Pastor Josh said last week, yes, it was to encourage you, but you have it in your heart and your mind to share that word. But we have no relationship, no intimacy. We don't even see those opportunities. I bet you anything, if we start having intimacy with the Holy Spirit, we will see those opportunities a lot more often. Oh, wow, there's more people. No, you're finally opening your eyes to what the Holy Spirit is doing. There's so many encounters, so many words of encouragement that you can give, so many opportunities that, you know what? Why don't you come with me to Lake Point? Why don't you just come with me? And after that, I'll invite you for lunch. Let's just talk about it. You'll be surprised of the amount of people that will say yes. You know why? Because the Holy Spirit will go before you and prepare the way. Amen? So again, could it be that 
The reason we don't share the gospel, could it be because there's an absence of a relationship and intimacy? So when we grieve the Holy Spirit with this, I would just give you, this is my advice. Simply identify what grieves the Holy Spirit and stop doing it. Wow, that's amazing. Thank you. Gracias, gracias. I would just ask you again, be honest with yourself. Do you even know what grieves the Holy Spirit? We need to know, and we need to stop doing it in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen? So, number one, our flesh will resist, always. Number two, we need to identify what grieves the Holy Spirit and stop doing it. And number three is develop a relationship with the Holy Spirit. And that's how we're going to finish today. Developing a relationship with the Holy Spirit. How do I do this? Just like you would do with any other relationship. You start having a conversation. You start spending time with him. You start talking to him. And I would start by saying, I'm sorry, Holy Spirit, for diminishing you, for dismissing you. But then we start asking him to come to give us wisdom. When you're about to open the word, say, Holy Spirit, give me discernment. When you're about to go with a meeting or have a family conversation, say, Holy Spirit, go with me. Give me wisdom. But you also praise and you worship the Holy Spirit. And we need to recognize this. There is zero jealousy between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. There's no rivalries between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Well, if I worship the Spirit, is the Father going to go, oh my goodness, why did you do that? No. It's one. It's one. And so we need to do that. There's no jealousy. So I would ask you, how is your intimacy with the Holy Spirit today? How's your relationship with the Holy Spirit? Do you speak to him? And maybe some of you will say, well, I've been a Christian for about 20 years. I did not ask you that. I asked you, how's your intimacy? Just like if I would ask you, hey, how's your relationship, your intimacy with your wife? And you go, well, we've been married 30 years. I did not ask you that. Because people that have been married know you can live in the same house, under the same roof, eat dinner every night, sleep in the same bed. And husbands, you cannot even remember how her lips taste. And what I'm talking about is intimacy. You've been married all these years. Do you know your wife's heart? And maybe you've been saved. Great news. The Holy Spirit is there, but he's grieved. You have zero relationship. I would ask you, do you know the desires of the heart of the Holy Spirit? Would you describe your relationship with the Holy Spirit as honey to your lips? And what do I mean by this? You have such a deep relationship with the Holy Spirit that when that dove barely moves his wings, you're like, how does that happen? 
Have you been in a conversation and you say something and immediately the Holy Spirit says, oh, you shouldn't have said that. And you're like, you know what? Right now, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I said that. I shouldn't have said that. You don't wait a week. You don't fight to see if you win. No, immediate. Our goal is to, you're about to say it and the Holy Spirit says, shut up, shut up. And you're like, you don't even say it. That would be great. I'm still working on that. You can ask Priscilla. (laughs) And so we develop this relationship. So intimacy, such an intimacy that we can feel when his wings start to fly. So we remember that our uh, our sinful nature will resist him. We need to identify what grieves him. And then we develop this relationship. And I want to finish today with this. Each one of us in our life has this. In Spanish, it's a retrovisor. Say that three times. See how it goes. Retrovisor. It's a rear view mirror. Each one of us in our lives, we have this. We do not have reverse. We cannot go back in time. We cannot go back in time and spend more time with the family or serve the Lord or develop our relationship with the Lord. But we can look back. And what I would ask you today is take your retrovisor, your mirror, and look back. How does your marriage look in the last year? How is your relationship with the Holy Spirit look? How does your life group, how does your family, your relationship with your friends, how does it look? And what I'm afraid of is that when we look, some of us, this is what it looks like. It looks like the valley of death, a place where it's dry, a place where there's no fruit. And you know why? It's because you've been living with a diminished anointing. You have done this in your power, in your strength. And what result have you got? No fruit. You're tired. You want to give up. And this is a real picture from Death Valley in California. And people thought that it was impossible for something to grow there. And maybe you see your life, your marriage, your life group that, I mean, you're just teaching a group, a class, but there's nothing there. There's no fire. There's no anointing. And you're like, what is there? I'm telling you, there is more. There is more. Where there's death, God loves to resurrect. Why? Because that same power that resurrected Jesus Christ from the grave is the same power that lives in you. And he can resurrect a marriage. He can resurrect a group. He can resurrect a family. He can resurrect el gozo, the joy of the Lord in our bones. And this is true. Six years ago, In this place where people thought it was impossible, eight inches of rain fell at once. And this is what happened. It's called a super bloom. And I'm telling you today, what you need in your marriage and your family and your group in this church is a super bloom. Outpouring of the Holy Spirit, of His power 
to revive, to give life where there was death. How many of us know that God can give us life where there was death? Amen? And I'm going to tell you today, I can give you a thousand examples of how a super bloom already started in Lake Point. A thousand things I could say, but I'm going to say something that's close to my heart, and I see it every time. I don't know if you know this, but Lake Point in Espanol represents 22 different countries, 22 different nations. Yes. Applaud for that. But here comes the good part. You know, the world, the communities, the culture, they try to unite, and they can't. But here in this church, we are one church, two languages. We are the body of Christ. And you know who's the only person that can do that? Is the Holy Spirit. A, a big thing that the Holy Spirit does, he unites the body of Christ. How many of you now, we can worship and give a big applause to God, to the Holy Spirit, to the Son, because he's united us. He has done something that the world cannot do. Amen? And we're going to finish today a little bit different. And the service is not finished yet. But we're going to model this. We're going to pray right now. In every campus where you're at, online, if you're here, we're going to pray and we're going to worship the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And from some of you, maybe this is the first time and maybe you want to start with the Holy Spirit saying, I am sorry. So right now, this prepare your heart, open your heart, close your eyes there where you're at. And when you're praying, I want you to think about the different attributes of each one. Ava Padre, Papito Querido, Ava Father. We praise and honor you, Father. You are the creator of the heavens and earth. You are the great I am. But we thank you that you are our Father, that we can run to you, and you will hug us and sustain us. We praise you and thank you because it was your idea to send Jesus Christ, the Son, to this world, to restore our relationship with you. We praise and honor you. Son, Jesus Christ, we thank you for your obedience. Right now where you are, this open up your heart, start speaking this saying, thank you, Messiah, the chosen one to give us salvation. Thank you because you gave your life like a lamb, like a sacrifice. Thank you for your precious blood. Thank you because you cleansed us. And even though you gave your life like a lamb, we know and we honor and praise you because now you are the lion of the tribe of Judah. We praise you, Jesus Christ. Thank you for modeling this life in this world, for being an example. And Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. You are welcome in my life, in my heart, in my mind. You are welcome to this church.
We ask you that you will defend us, that you will surround us, that you will give us discernment. We say sorry, we're sorry. Please forgive us if we have diminished you, if we have forgotten about you, if we have grieved you. We ask forgiveness today. And we ask Holy Spirit to come with a fire, with an anointing over my life, over my marriage, over my family, where things were maybe dead today, there's a super bloom coming. There's life coming. I honor you and praise you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. In the nombre de Cristo Jesús, and everybody said, Amen. Thanks for listening today. For more biblical teaching and worship, join us for our church online live weekend services on Saturdays at 5 p.m. and Sundays at 9.30 and 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. For more information about all the digital ministries of Lake Point, visit lakepoint.church/digital. slash digital.